Boom. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Ray Loves Movies. That is right, people. I am back in the van where I do the majority of these reviews. And I'm doing this because I just saw another movie. That's right. Um, some new movies came out during Thanksgiving. And uh, one of them is uh, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Is the movie I went and saw. Surprising. I remember seeing a trailer for this months ago in front of some movie. And it was like, it looked, I mean, it didn't look bad. But it, it was like, it wasn't, it didn't really inspire me uh, to get excited about it. It wasn't a movie that was like, ooh, I, I can't wait to watch this one. Um, which is fine because it's sometimes trailers are horrible and they don't they usually spoil shit um in this case the trailer did not spoil anything in my opinion um i mean right off the bat let me get into just a little bit about this movie um so rotten tomatoes has it at 94 which i 100 percent agree with it is definitely a high rated movie in my opinion uh here's the synopsis after months have passed without a culprit in her daughter's murder case, Mildred Hayes makes a bold move, painting three signs leading into her town with a controversial message directed at William uh, Willoughby, the town's, uh, town's reserved chief of police. When his second-in-law, uh, when his second-in-command, Officer Dixon, an immature mother's boy, with a penchant for violence gets involved the battle is only exasperated boom um it was written and directed by martin mcdonough uh and i enjoyed the fuck out of it uh let's see if i can get some cast on here um but uh francis mcdermott plays uh, Mildred Hayes, Woody Harrelson plays the chief, Billy uh, Willoughby, Sam Rockwell plays his immature mommy's, mama's boy, uh, Jason Dixon. Um, the movie also has Peter Dinklage in it uh, and John Hawks. Uh, great acting, great actors, great fucking... The writing in this movie was great. I fucking, from, from the opening of this fucking movie... When people started talking, I was like, fuck, yes. This is this is hopefully going to be great. And the movie, I, I'm going to try and hold off on spoilers at first, but I'm going to get into spoilers. Maybe to some, I'm going to dip my toe a little bit in the spoiler, spoiler realm. Uh, but I really enjoyed this movie. Um, by the way, I went to Rancho 16. Uh... Actually, it's Regal 16 in Rancho Mirage, I think is what it's called, um, which is an older theater. It's a theater I used to work at many, many moons ago. Uh, it's kind of, it, you know, it was built in 99, and so, it, you know, it has stadium seating, but I think it was one of the first theaters in the Coachella Valley to have stadium seating. Uh, but not upgraded seats or anything like that. It's just standard seats, which is fine. I didn't have any problems falling asleep or staying awake, I should say, in this movie. Um, I am still a little sick, so forgive any kind of flemminess 
or coughing that I may have. Um, one thing I want to touch on before I get into this movie, I want to touch on a stereotype. Because there's, there's a stereotype that um, African-American people tend to be loud in a movie theater, right? I went and saw Get Out, um, and I remember there being a heckler in the crowd. But that's kind of a movie where you almost want to go watch it in a black theater, an urban theater, whatever, however you want to classify uh, being in a theater full of African-American people. Get Out's a perfect movie to be yelling at because it's almost built into the movie um, in a way. But whatever. I completely disagree with that stereotype. So I've gone to a ton of movies and literally have only heard one black person being annoying during a movie. And maybe I'm just not going to the right theaters or whatever to actually embrace that stereotype, that particular stereotype. But I want to I want to throw out a real fucking thing cuz every fucking movie I've gone to, every fucking movie I've gone to in the desert has been old people fucking talking. Fucking talking like they own the fucking theater. Today, no different. I go in, it's not it's a Saturday. It's an early show. So there's people in there, but it's scattered seating. It's nothing bad. So I go kind of find a little place where I'm good. There's a couple behind me. Um, movie gets going. And every fucking scene, they either one person didn't hear what's going on, which it's clear as fuck. If you can't hear it, don't, don't go to a movie theater. Get a fucking hearing aid. I don't know what's wrong with you, but you're rude. I don't know how old you are, but it, you still haven't learned fucking manners. You haven't learned... Like, so many fucking old people. I remember the first time I came across it. Keith and I were going to see a movie. I don't remember which one. It was in Denver. But there was an old couple that was acting like they owned the fucking theater, talking the whole fucking time. And this, no different. No different. These fucking assholes. These fucking old, geriatric, should-be-fucking-dead assholes treat the movie theater like... You know, fuck you. And I used to live out here, so I know their mentality. Their mentality is, oh, fuck everybody else. I'm retired. I have my money. I have my house in a gated community, so no no poor people, no brown people can break in. Fuck them. Pieces of shit. I had to move. I was just like, I looked. I looked. I made noises. Nothing. So I was just like, fuck it. I moved. I moved like halfway through the movie. It's like, I can't fucking watched and down the row is some old lady with her fucking breathing machine from the 80s it's like you can hear the fucking pistons going and the cranks turning all that bullshit oh and of course when i'm leaving like 90 percent of the fucking theater are people twice my age you know so anyway i go see this amazing movie i see people walk out too which i think is fucking hilarious um and it's it's a movie. Let me get into the movie now. And I'll try and hold off on spoilers to later. Apologize. I highly recommend going to see this movie. So if you haven't, you know, if you if you want to go unspoiled, go now. Go watch the movie. It's fucking worth going to watch it in a theater. I mean, it's not a big action movie or anything, but it's so well written. The story is so well written. They have great actors to do the fucking great lines that they have. And so it starts off, and, you know, 
there's this woman, Frances McDermott, and she wants to, she goes into, she's driving, she's, it starts off, she's driving her car down a country road, she sees these old billboards that are all beat up, fucking, you know, hadn't been used in 30 years, all just tattered down this, this nothing, the side street that used to be a main street until they put a freeway in, and now they're the fucking, they're just kind of there, decrepit. And she wants to put out a message on these three billboards directed at Woody Harrelson's character, the chief, because her daughter was raped while she was being killed. And she's trying to force the police department of this city or town to continue the investigation to find the person that did, that did this to her daughter. And the conversations that the characters have are fucking witty, just perfect amount of words. It's not everywhere. It's not like fucking Thor, where it's clearly out of place to have humor. She is a badass bitch, and I fucking... She's the... She is more superhero than most of these fucking superheroes that are in movies. So she gets these billboards and, of course, controversy because, you know, police departments, nobody, nobody in charge, whether it's the police or your fucking manager at your day job, none of them are, you know, in their ego-driven lives, in their fucking delusion that they live in. They can never do anything wrong. Most managers, most, I would imagine most police, most people in charge have an ego that I'm in charge, you obey me because I am in charge like, like a bossy four-year-old. So this forces them to get their shit together. And Sam Rockwell is kind of like the, the angry guard dog for the chief. He's fucking drunk. He's got, a, he's got problems with, with beating up black people in their, in their city. Um, so it has it touches on a lot of touches on a lot of social things, especially that are going on now with police, um, as far as you know, killing black people, not just beating up black people, uh, but ending the lives of black people um, just because they're black. Uh, but uh, you know, taking it into their hands to be uh, judge, jury, and executioner. Shoot first, ask, ask questions later. But uh, Sam Rockwell, fucking amazing actor, amazing in this role. You want to talk about a character with a fucking arc in a movie. Sam Rockwell's character has a fucking arc in this movie, man. The big, one of the biggest arcs in any movie um, that I can think of from being just a, a despicable person, a despicable character, to uh, later being somewhat compassionate which spoilers whatever um but yeah so you know she what the fuck now there's a cop there i swear it's like okay they're going somewhere else um so it drums up this controversy and it's like this small town in missouri you know she works at a gift shop um, you know, there's only a few, there's the bar they work at, like everybody, sh you know, the people from the town are at, um, and you know, there's, 
there's like a lot of layers to the movie too because it's not just about that you know the chief he also has cancer so it's like kind of a you know a thing there uh i uh, just like i don't know i don't want to go through the whole fucking movie beat by beat and tell you all the things that happen i just want you to go see this movie like it's seriously a movie that i could easily like i don't think it will but i would not be upset and would not be surprised if this movie won best picture because from top to bottom it was solid like it starts off going one way where it's like you know you know she's trying to find the killer or the you know rapist killer guy um meanwhile she has a son at home she's divorced her husband's with some new young chick uh so there's a lot of like it's complex it's life it's so much like life like nothing is easy like you watch a, sh a shitty disney movie everything's pretty fucking easy at the end everybody's happy you know like with life though shit's complicated it's not as easy as like oh he's an asshole so he's an asshole in every situation a lot of assholes are really nice to some people. Like, a lot of people who are assholes to me, I'm sure have families that love them. But they're assholes. They still have, they have, they're, they're able to reach a, mo a, a momentum of assholeness that, that, that reaches its peak around me or other people where if they're with their family, they're perfectly fine. I don't know what these motherfuckers are doing in their van. Just sitting around. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, man. The title for this movie, you know, just call it Three Billboards. You don't need to call it Three Billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Um, the actor that plays the, the, uh, the guy, the advertising agency or, you know, whatever that sells her the, the ad space is great. There's like a little twist where somebody burns down the billboards and then a mysterious person pays for them, pays for the rent of them. And it's like, it's just like the writing, everything kind of fits together. I don't, I don't know. It's like, it's tough stuff because I don't want to give everything away. So I'm speaking very vague, speaking very vague in a way, but it's not, it's not simple. In the end, the end, I mean, it's a simple movie as far as just, like, there's very few characters. It's all about the story and the acting and the, the performances and the writing. The writing in this is, I love the writing in this. The way people speak and the back and forth people have is great. I really enjoyed it. Um, but, yeah, this, this movie is, is so good. And it's a lot more than I thought it would be. I thought it was just going to be more of a drama about, you know, her battling with the police because it's like, you know, she puts these billboards up so the police are trying to bully her and they can't get to her so they try and go to her friends and then it's like, well, she... So it's a lot of like... There's even a, there's even a, a scene where uh, a priest comes to talk to her about these billboards because people at his congregation were complaining about them. And she has this amazing analogy about how laws were passed in the 80s, I believe, uh, because the Bloods and the Crips, and a way, basically, where just be 
being a part of either of these gangs, even if you didn't do the crime to mention, you're still culpable for it. So hers was, you know, priests, you know, are like a part of a gang. They have their little clubhouses. They have their uniforms. They have their kind of their, you know, their gang affiliation kind of brotherhood. And yet they should all be culpable for, you know, a priest that molests a kid or an altar boy. And it was a great fucking little little uh, stab to the fucking religious people and i'm sure that's when people walked out I was like i can't believe i can't believe that woman would disgrace a man of the lord like that uh but yeah it was fucking great and that's it is almost what the metaphor kind of what the movie was about in a way one of the parts of the movie was like her against the police you know because she wants the police to do their job and find you know bring this person to justice whoever did this crime so she knows who you know, get some resolution to the person that, that raped and killed her daughter. And then the police, you know, you know, the chief wants to do stuff, but it's like, it's complicated. He's got a bunch of fucking retards working for him. You know, a bunch of lazy cops that don't want to do any complicated work and, you know, get away with breaking the law in a lot of ways. Just like cops do today. You know, cops get away with breaking... Cops get away with murdering people on a regular basis, and I don't see any of those motherfuckers in jail for life. You know, I don't see any of those cops going to jail. So if you want to kill somebody and get away with it, become a cop, I guess. I don't know. You can kill brown people all day in certain states. Um, so Sam Rockwell's character is kind of one of these stupid people. He's a drunk. He's an alcoholic. He lives with his mom, takes care of his mom. His dad died. So she's t- he's taking care of her. And uh, he plays... You want to talk about a good actor playing somebody drunk. Unlike the actress in Thor Ragnarok, who was an alcoholic in the movie, and, you know, at no point portrayed being an alcoholic except for falling off uh, a ramp and kind of, you know, kind of shifting her head when she walks. I, c- I think those... For Disney, that means drunk. Um, this way better. Sam Rockwell is a beast. He's a great actor, man. And this is a great role. It's a great film for him to be in. And I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Um, and his perform and his character, like when this movie was ending, I like almost wanted him and cause it ends with him and Francis McDormand in a car driving somewhere to do something. Well, I'll be vague about that. Um, but his character changes over time. Like, it's it's great. So, and in that moment at the end when they're in the car together, I was like, man, of all the movies, of all the movies that are just fucking throwing out sequels for no fucking reason, this is a movie that I wouldn't mind continuing the journey with those two. And then... You know, even if even if what they planned on doing, they turn back and change their mind or they go through with it like I, like I missed like I'm like the characters were so good that it's like by the time the movie ended, it's like, you know, I kind of miss kind of wish there was more kind of like uh, the uh, Rogue One, that Star Wars movie where they kill everybody. 
It's like, oh, you introduce a bunch of new original characters that I love, and then you fucking kill them. Thanks, Disney. Um, thanks for doing. Thanks for f- fucking up any any point to like maybe continuing with other spinoff movies with these characters. Um, but yeah, this isn't that kind of movie. It's clearly, you know, just it's just a solid fucking drama, man. I wonder what this the other director did. I wonder what other stuff he did. Let me see. Um, but yeah, it's it's so good, so good. The acting's great. Um, and it's not like not really shot in any stylized way, like a you know, like um fucking uh blade runner or something like that where a lot of it is the aesthetic of the film um it was just it was just a really well told story Uh, it it was a really good story told extremely well by a very competent director let me put it that way uh let's see what else this guy um this guy's british there was one there the only thing I really didn't like in this movie was the casting for the chief's wife. She was British for some reason. And uh it just it's like she was British but trying to speak like with Missouri slang, I guess. I don't I don't it just didn't fit at all in my opinion. Um all right, let's see what else this guy's done. Um Seven Psychopaths he did, which was okay. In Bruges, I overrated. Overrated movie. A little slow, um, but I guess the humor was there. Maybe I need to revisit that movie. Um, in Six Shooter. So this is only the fourth film that he's he's made. Um, I mean, it's been five years. The last Seven Psychopaths was 2012. Uh, but it looks like he writes, directs, and produces now um his own shit fucking great definitely definitely looking forward he's a british he's from he's from the uk british director um i enjoyed his work man i enjoyed it francis like academy award fucking like best best actress francis mcdormand best supporting actor 100 percent. it's got to be sam rockwell it's got to be it's so good. He's such a fucking asshole in the beginning. Like, he's, he's so good as this character. And this character is so fucking meaty. And it's not meaty with, like, overdone performances or he's not, like, half-tarded or anything like that. It's just, like, it's just Sam Rockwell doing fucking the solid performances that he always does. It's just this time it's a well-written character with an amazing arc. And I can't recommend it enough, man. I cannot recommend it enough. Woody Harrelson was great in it. Not a, not necessarily the biggest part, I would say. Um, I mean, I guess he could be uh, the a lead actor, Sam Rockwell, in some ways. Not that there... I don't even think there is, like... If there was, like, a lead actress, actor in this, I mean, I, it has to be him. I wouldn't say... I mean, plot-wise... You know, I guess it should be the sheriff, but it really, or the chief or whatever. Um, but it's not, man. And there, there's a scene, there's an awesome scene with Sam Rockwell where he gets angry and, like, 
you know, you see him uh, beat the shit out of somebody. And, you know, it's... I almost want to see this movie again. Like I wouldn't if there's nothing else in theaters, this movie's still out, I would not mind seeing it again. Especially if there's not old people talking like children, like fucking immature children. These fucking old people probably voted for Trump too. So they like they want to see they like they don't care about the world going to shit or wars, people dying, poor people becoming more poor, the middle class being eliminated. They just want to go to a movie on a Saturday in the afternoon and ruin it for everybody. Fuck them. I hope they die on the way home. I really, I, I hope I'm driving. I hope I'm driving down the street and I see their car on flames. And they were trying to get out, but they couldn't get out the windows. So they're kind of just on flames hanging out the windows. That's what I hope happens to these assholes. It's fucking rude, man. You go to a movie theater, you shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. It's worse than even having a phone ring. Because a phone rings once, and you answer it, and you talk, and you leave, which is an asshole move because you shouldn't have your phone on anyway. If you're going to answer it, answer it outside. But even if that did happen, that may take, you know, 10, 20 seconds for the annoys and the annoyance to leave. These motherfuckers, every minute, Blah, 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 blah. Oh, did you hear what she just said? Yes, I'm sitting right next to you. Oh my God, did you hear what? She, oh my God, blah, blah. She's like, she fucking die, die. Why do you get health insurance and I get fucked? Why? 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 You're old. Just die. Anyway, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, is a fucking great movie. So far, the best, like the most solid movie that I've seen. Uh, I mean, there may have been some earlier in the year. I can't remember. Did Get Out come out this year? Was that was that early this year? May have been early this year. I don't remember. Um, but f- one of the it's like so good, so good. It is the it is the award season towards you know this time now. The holidays are kind of Thanksgiving's kind of the 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 uh the starting point for all these movie releases where people are these movies are getting released. Um, to hopefully get an award, uh, nominations, all these things. So the movie's fresh in the minds of the, the people that vote, the, probably the old-ass motherfuckers that vote. Um, but I loved it, man. It was, ed- it was like, it, it, didn't, it didn't fucking pull any punches. It was, it was honest as fuck. It was basically Francis McDormand's character set the tone for this movie. I loved it. She was the best. If she should fucking get... I mean, it's not like it was a performance where, like, it was a, an amazing performance necessarily, but her character was so strong, and she portrayed that strength so well. Um, I mean, by far, Sam Rockwell, get the fuck out of here. She'll win, she win an award for it, but Frances should fucking, I don't know if she's won. I have a feeling she's won. She has to have. She's great. She's in so many movies. Um, so that's it, everybody. That's my those are my thoughts on three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Uh I fucking love it. Go see it. I hope I didn't spoil anything. I tr- I said things and when you watch it you'll be like, "Oh, that's what he was talking about," hopefully. Um but go see it. It's better than 
I mean, I haven't seen all the new movies that just came out as far as uh, or the other movies that I was potentially. There's one called Lady Bird, which I'll probably go see. I was thinking that one or this one. Um, and then there was one, The Shape of Water, I think. It's a new, uh, um, the guy that did Pan's Labyrinth. I can't think of his name offhand. I keep wanting to say Benicio Del Toro, but that's not it. Um, that one looks looked pretty good. Even though I'm not a big fan of his, this one looked pretty interesting. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if, if this is just what's to come for the holiday season and all these movies coming out at the end of the year. But I thought it was a great start. Highly loved it. Highly recommend you go see it in theaters if you want. Go support this movie. Um, and this director is great. So I definitely look forward to seeing the next shit he makes. Uh, so that's it, everybody. This has been Ray Loves Movies. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can subscribe on iTunes and on YouTube. Uh, all the links are at inspireddisorder.com. You can recommend movies that you want me to watch and review. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. Both are at Ray Taylor. Uh, links to that stuff and more at inspireddisorder.com. And what I do when I'm not watching and reviewing movies... I, uh, well, I have an early retirement vlog, which is another podcast that I do. Uh, but also, I, uh, I do artwork. I'm an artist. I do freelance photography and design work, but I also do fine art, which I'm currently working on my first ever series of work, uh, which is, I'm doing an ongoing series. I'm treating it like a podcast. It's got a very basic theme, and I'm trying to develop and let that theme grow over the course of the series. It is called The Many Faces. Uh, you can purchase th these, their ink on paper, uh, drawings and paintings of abstract portraits. And um, they're all found on my website, inspireddisorder.com. So if you're looking to decorate your home with original artwork, uh, feel free to buy and collect as much as you want. And uh, help support me. Help support me doing this. Help support me creating more art. Help support me uh, just doing more of what I love to give to you people all this content that I make. Um, I do it because I enjoy it, and I, and I hope you do too. Uh, so please do all those things. Buy some artwork. Or if not, I mean, I, I release a new, a new piece every day on Instagram. If you're not into my work, which is fine, not everybody's looking for black and white uh, ink artwork of abstract, like these crazy fucking whatever pictures. Um, if, you're, if you're not into it, just retweet it. Share it with your friends. Maybe one or two of your friends might be into the work I do. Um, and maybe they'll want to spend some of their hard-earned money on me. Uh, but thank you very much. I apologize again for I'm getting over a cold still. So my voice is all messed up and my nose is all clogged up. Um, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I got to. Uh, so that's it, everybody. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Follow me everywhere. Go watch movies. Ray Loves Movies is out. Peace out.